Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Welcome back to the Comic Zone Presents Dragon D's Balls. My name is Vince, and I'm joined by my good buddy Mike here and my wife Chelsea. How's it going, guys? Sup? Sup? Oh, so Mike, you had kind of a story you were telling us before this about some of the Dragon Ball Z VHS tape sets that you had. Yeah, so like I was telling you guys, I had like every single. By the end of it, of course, I mean, it took me a couple of years to amass it all, but I had every single episode of Dragon Ball Z on VHS back in the day, and, like, I would go, like, we were looking up some of the box sets, the earlier stuff came in box sets, and um, come to find out they're worth quite a bit, and I don't, I don't want to talk about how much <laughs> I sold everything for, but yeah, you were he done fucked up. I did. You were saying that they, they took up a whole entire six foot bookcase, right? Yeah, or it was That's taller of, than six foot. It's a lot it was of probably tapes. like an eight or seven or eight foot bookcase, um, and it, yeah, it filled up the whole thing pretty much. And then, oh, shit. Uh, so after Funimation took over, and we started to get the unedited, like fully unedited, and all that. Right. They started to release them, but they would release like two tapes a month or every two months or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure it was like a month though. Uh-huh. And I would go to the, like Sam Goody or FYE. Right. Yep. One of those old entertainment stores that no longer exists. Yep. Yeah. And like 20 bucks a tape, you know? Yep. Holy shit. So it was like 40 bucks a month. Not too crazy, but then, you know... I have this really fucking funny story about it, though. Like, I went to, I was with somebody, I don't remember who, um, and we're just some of my homies and shit, you know, when we we went to the mall at, like, lunchtime or whatever the fuck during school. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm going to grab these. Mm -hmm. And I had them in their their little plastic bag, and I was like, we are fucking off. And I was, like, swinging my arms, you know, being a fucking dork. Right. And the handle of the bag broke. Oh shit! And flew like those tapes like flew out of my hand, and this dude was sitting on a bench, and they like hit him in the face. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah, like bro, it was the fucking and I was uh, I was like fucking fifteen, and this dude's like ready to beat my fucking ass. Like he's a grown ass man. Like what oh in the god. fuck are you doing? Like he like threw, goddamn kids. Like he thought I threw him at his face, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like, like I had to, you know. It was fucking it, like it's funny now. Like I was right. like at the time, at the time I was shin I was, bricks, dude. Like I just hit this dude in the face with not one but two VHS tapes. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I would have been pissed too. Like and, fucking and, kids. And I would have been enough. more worried about my VHS tapes. Well, I was too after yeah. he was gone. I'm like, are they good? Like did his face <laughs> fuck him up? <laughs> but yeah. Um, and we're not mad at Mike. We're just disappointed. But by the way, he hawked these tapes. For probably like a dollar a tape when <laughs> yeah, it was he could have probably tape. sold like a couple of box sets for at least 300 I was super <laughs> poor at the time. I had needed cash. So I just took it all down like to the pawn shop, you know. God damn it. Yeah, it was stupid. So sad. 
Yeah, well. But we've all been there, though, you well, know. Yeah. Like we, I we said, all, all my UFC DVDs, I did the kind of the same thing. I got a lot, a lot like, more money for those because I actually sold them to someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Off of Facebook. And I don't know. I had like every UFC up to 130 or something. And then every season of The Ultimate Fighter up to that point I had. Holy shit. And I had a bunch of um, um, Pride. I had a bunch of those fights on DVD. Like, I sold all of that. Damn. It was just when you're fucking broke as fuck. Yeah, you're not thinking. Yeah, you really don't give a shit, you know. The collector side often slides away yep well in in the case of the vhs i started i had already started buying like the dvds right like a cut like because i had them for a long time into my 20s um close to my 30s and shit and then uh well i think i sold them when i was like 24 or something but Hmm. um I had already started buying the DVDs, so I was like, oh, these take up a lot less space, like, I have it, right. and that's what I was thinking, and I was like, I need some money, like, and yeah. I still have it, it's on DVD, it's better quality, but I, I wasn't thinking about later on, I guess. Well, yeah, and storing all of that, I'm like you are saying, it's a pain in the ass. Because I didn't buy them to not watch them, like, I watched them all the time, so they right. were... Um, they were definitely loved. And I wasn't like thinking, oh, this is going to be worth money later. I'm like, I need yeah. these so I can watch my favorite show. Yeah. And that was the only way I could watch it uncut, right. too. Because yeah, you couldn't just true. jump on the internet and watch it. Um, maybe you could somewhere, but I mean, I don't fucking know. This was. <laughs> somewhere that would have given your computer a fucking gnarly virus, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> way, way back in the day. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Where if you even played a Flash game, you're at risk of a fucking virus. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's just a look into like not that long ago. Right. Like that's not even that long ago that I started buying those. I was like fucking 13 or 14. Yeah. And amassed the collection over years. Mm-hmm. It's just like... I don't know. 13, 14. It's only about 40 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, but it's not even that long ago, like, really. And, like, how much the media has shifted. So, like, oh, I had definitely. to rely on those VHS tapes to so I could watch the show. Right. And now you could just jump on Funimation and watch it all without Oh, yeah. Buying. Media consumption has changed drastically over the years. Well, shit, through our lifetime, we've seen it change at least three times. Well, you know? yeah, because even me being a kid, you know, I when I was a kid, it was like still cassette tapes and then CDs were the thing. And then MP3 players started coming out and you could just, you know, download all that shit on your computer and uh-huh. stuff. And so, yeah, we got to see all the different forms, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you never knew what was going to stick and, you know, whatever. Yeah, what was going to be the big thing? Because we all thought, you know, it'd be like DVDs and then, oh, Blu-ray. And then everybody had to switch over to Blu-ray. But, I mean, I will say this. is like, it is good to have it in physical form. So, like, if the internet goes the fuck out. Yes. Yep. Or whatever. I I have from Dragon Ball to end of Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT. I have most of the movies, not all of them. Right. It's like, I'm set on Dragon Ball if... 
you know. So if the apocalypse happens, I'm coming over to watch Dragon Ball with yeah, you. Yeah, there'll be fucking historical <laughs> documents. You know, this is back when the world was... <laughs> when we still had electricity, because I don't know. I feel like in an apocalyptic event, yeah, I'll be electricity running. will run out eventually. <laughs> I'll be running a wheel in like a river to generate <laughs> right. electricity. <laughs> right. Create your own dam. Yeah. <laughs> On the flat river. Just train a bunch of beavers. <laughs> right. To build me a dam, that, you know, a hydro dam. <laughs> right. Or hydroelectric. My, my bad. Become king of the beavers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. The beaver right? king. I already, yeah, I already. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Anyway, we're covering more of the tournament of power today. That's uh, right. You guys said we ended on 36? Yeah, with Ish. uh Maija Kayo. I remember bringing him up because of how Jiren, I mean, that's when you see he's much like Wu-Tang Clan, nothing to fuck with. It's true. Because just the force, just the the air off of his punch blew that little, I don't know what you would call him, a water fucking creature Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Yeah, the little goo guy. Because I was comparing it to like One Punch Man and how he could destroy shit with just the force of a yeah shockwave from his punch yeah yeah and so it in between uh him and magetta getting eliminated though um we have a little interesting arc developing with frost and vegeta and i kind of made the point with chelsea when we're watching through this i absolutely love uh the junks of position how you have frieza and goku how frieza with his race is just obsessed you know with bringing Goku down, being stronger than him, beating him, you know, because his ego... His race? Or just Frieza? Just for, Well, I guess mostly just Frieza. I mean, I don't know if... We don't even know if there is another well, dude, not anymore. dude like Frieza. Yeah, not anymore. But, like, I love that how Frieza got embarrassed by Goku, you know. He became obsessed with wanting to beat Goku then. You know, that whole thing on Namek, he was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. And it's the same with Frost and Vegeta since the uh, Zeno Expo. Yeah, with, uh, Vegeta beat him there, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, and he kind totally of humiliated him. him, yeah. Yeah. But Frost is a fucking joke, too. Like He is. But that I guy just, sucks. I, I love that that kind of like, you know, now Vegeta has his own Frieza out there. Yeah, he may be in another universe, but... He's got his own Frieza. Like, he's got more reason to have beef with Frieza than... Well, yeah, but I'm talking Goku. about on, on Frost's Frost perspective, you know, because he... Uh, okay. he yeah, Frost he, hates him now, and he's upset, you know, yeah. hates the Saiyans And or he whatever. starts calling the Saiyans, you know, monkeys and shit like that <laughs> towards the end of his elimination, too. So he, he develops that hatred just like Frieza for Saiyans. It is interesting, his approach to being an emperor. Like, he tried to play that... I'm a good guy, politician kind of move where right. he's doing shady shit in the background and then pretending to be a good person. Yeah. Saving planets, what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's like a fucking uh, fucked up priest that runs a mega church, you know what I mean? Puts up on a nice face. Yeah. But then he's robbing everybody that's going there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he uh, he went more definitely like business ponzi scheme type of fucking he was about the money i think i think he was about the money more he was definitely about the money more than Frieza's just a fucking diabolical son of a bitch he's just evil and just wants to kill everybody and and it's not even like 
Uh, well, it is. It's like I have to rule the universe, but he really believes that. Right. Yes, he's he fully really convinced. Believes, <laughs> he fully believes he is superior to everyone in the universe. Even right. Jiren, when they're fighting towards the end, he still mm-hmm. acts like he's superior. And you're like, oh, honey, no. It's similar mm-hmm. to Vegeta. Vegeta's is kind of the same way. He doesn't that ac- ego. He doesn't accept that. But the thing with Vegeta is, is he goes, I'm not as strong as you right now, but I will be. Like right. he, That's his point of view. He's like, even if I'm not the strongest, I'll surpass that motherfucker. Yeah. And that's always and, his mindset, too. And, and like, he, he definitely believes he's the strongest. It's just like, that's going to shift. But he understands that he will always climb to the top no matter what, eventually. Right. Um, And that's probably true about him, too. And then now Frieza's starting to understand that, too. Frieza was just like, I shouldn't even have to fucking exert myself. You, yeah. you, yep. you people are so far beneath me that the that I even broke a sweat, you're gonna have to die for that too. Yeah. Right. It pisses him off that you he know? had to train. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little different, but they're both super arrogant. Yeah. And they're both pretty sneaky too because uh he devises a pretty cool little plan here to try to get his revenge on Vegeta because he notices Master Roshi using the containment wave and is Oh yeah, he did it to that. Frost. Yeah. And so he tries to do it to uh, Megeta because Frost lays out the point of like, yeah, he's all steel. Normal attacks won't work against him. And uh, so Master Roshi, just trying to be helpful, tries to do one final evil containment wave, even though he's pretty wiped out. And this is when he almost dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does die, and then Goku brings him back to life. Right. And Mm -hmm. then at this point, I think he's just tapped out. You know, he there's nothing left. But Frost jumps in the way of that evil containment wave, you know, uh, picks it up and sucks Vegeta into it and actually succeeds in sealing him. So mm. he actually is pretty shifty, you know. I mean, I, I appreciate the I'm not the saying fact. he's not a, a good little fucking rat. Right? You know, he, a he's snake a fucker, in the fucking dude. grass. He's a total fucker. But he's not like <laughs> Frieza. Frieza will fight you straight up. Right. Yep. He's going to try to be a cheap little bitch about it and like... Frieza maybe doesn't fight fair, but he's not like. I'm not, uh, maybe he would use like a poison needle, though. You think, or you think he'd even bother with that bullshit? I don't think Frieza would even bother with it, honestly. Well, I he, don't know. I don't think really anything is beneath Frieza, though. Because I mean, the last but everything time, is beneath Frieza. You know what I mean? In his mind. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like, I don't know, like. I think he would because, I mean, shit, the last time he fought Goku and Vegeta, he, uh, you know, threw a fit when he finally lost and destroyed the whole entire Earth. It's true. So I, I, I don't think it would be beneath him to use any kind of weapon or anything like that if it gave him the edge, you know? Yeah, well, okay, fair enough because he, he, not... he let, he let uh, Sorbet shoot Goku in the back with that fucking ring. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, he let him do that. He may use and... it as a last resort. Yeah, but... he's not above that shit at all. Right. Well, and even Frieza, he'll like his little like red beams that he shoots out of his fingers. He'll take cheap shots with those at people too sometimes mm. and you even see it in the tournament too. Yeah, when he's like, Goku is fighting, is it Kefla and Kale? Or, uh, not Kefla, um... Uh, Caulifla. Kale and Caulifla. Caulifla and Kale. And Frieza wants to jump in and Goku's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he's like, uh-huh. um, fuck off Is it with when the he's bullshit. fighting them? 
I believe so, yeah. I think it is, yeah, because he's I like... I think so. Yeah, it is, because he's talking shit about Sans and... Yeah. But then even Frieza gets interested and in the his, fight. His uh, excuse for backing down is that he's like, Sans might be like like trash, but at least they're fun to watch. Right. Or something yeah. essential. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Which is pretty cool. Which is fucking funny. Yeah. It's so and funny. Also, it just shows like him not blasting Goku. Like he he's like he pretends he's gonna and then Goku's like, Frieza, back the fuck off, man. I'm telling yeah. you. And right. Like, and he does like just the fact that he is willing to back down. I yeah. we were talking about this and I'll t- I'll definitely talk more about it like when we get towards the end of the tournament. But Frieza actually has a lot of growth in that whole tournament as a villain. He really does just how he operates, how, like, even though you don't really know if you can trust him or not, honestly, he doesn't really, he doesn't actually do anything to fuck over the seventh universe. Like, you think he's going to. Right. Anytime he seems to be doing something shifty, it's just a fucking ploy to give them the upper hand. Right. Exactly. Like he's never doing anything to fuck over his universe. He looks like it a few times. Yeah. Right. But it's all just like him and Gohan. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Same How, thing. you know, Gohan has that split moment of realization of, oh, we're, this isn't for real. Yeah. And then, you know, Frieza makes the point of telling Frost, you know, here's the second thing. Oh, yeah. Don't ever mm-hmm. trust anybody. And then just bam. And he's Knocks out of out. the ring. And I and, love that. And that was a great. It shows how fucking smart Frieza is, for right. one thing. Like, he is a fucking... He's a strategist when it comes to he his is, fighting, honestly. He is a, a crazy... A dirty strategist, we should say. Uh, yeah. He, if you look at The Art of War, that book, The Art of War, a lot of what Frieza does, like his attributes and the way he operates, are f- pulled straight from that. Right. Like, so, like, yeah, like, use... Any means necessary to take your enemy out with as little effort as possible, and that's what he did there. Yep. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking pretend to be your buddy, and then we're gonna let me stand beside you, and then I'm gonna be like, Psh, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing that I love um, is after that, when Frost ends up in the bleachers, and then he decides, oh shit, way to fuck shit yeah, up, Mike. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Better anyway. cut him off. Yeah. Um. But when Frost ends up in the bleachers and then he decides that he's going to try to destroy Frieza and immediately the Zennies obliterate him and they're like, if anybody from the sixth universe tries that shit again, you're all done. And you're just like, oh my God. Like, And another point, like we keep picking out these points where the reality of the situation sets in on everybody a little more. And this is another one of them. Yeah. Well, and it's I like, think, oh, they're not fucking around. Like, well, and I think because like the Zennies were letting them get away with like the containment and merging and stuff like that, that who knows, maybe Frost thought he could get away with it. And then the fact that they're like, if anybody else tries that, you are all done is you're just like, oh, shit. Like they still aren't fucking around, even though they're enjoying themselves and having fun. Mm-hmm. It's still a very serious thing for them at the same time, too. I think it I don't even know if he was thinking about if it was going to be okay or not. Like, he was so enraged. It was just an impulse thing. Yeah, he was just so enraged that somebody one-upped him, and he's supposed to be the master manipulator, right? Yeah. And somebody just plays him like a fiddle, like Frieza did. 
and yeah, and he's got that similar ego as Frieza. And for sure. by the way, his little blast, even if Zeno wouldn't have stopped him, like Frieza would wipe the floor with that. Yeah, guy. I was gonna say, what yeah. would it have done? Honestly, Frieza like, would have laughed in his face. It was a pathetic last, like, futile attempt. You know, and it's not like Frieza couldn't have just whooped his ass and knocked him out. Right, but he enjoys like fucking with people. Yeah. Well, he enjoys fucking with them, but also he's smart in the sense that he wasn't expending a ton of energy in right. these saving fights. Saving power, too. Saving power till it's more towards the end when they mm. knew they would have to fight Despo and Top and Jiren, you know. he. I think he was doing it very smart because, you know, all the, you know, the Saiyans and everybody, almost everybody else on that team was expending so much energy. And Frieza was the one... That was kind of holding standing, back, standing observing, around, watching, observing, but also meddling when he needed to, like hopping in, being yeah, like, he, "Hey, you good." <laughs> he'd see an opportunity to take out somebody weak, and that's fun for him. He loves a little cat and mouse. Well, and, and then knock them out, and then go back to watching. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. Like we talked about, uh, uh, Caulifla and Kale when Goku's fighting, and Frieza backs down, but it's. Like, it's out of some sort of respect for Goku, but also, I think he wanted to watch. Everybody wanted to watch. I mean, we... I mean, for him, I mean, not just for entertainment. He wanted to take in mm-hmm. and <clears throat> learn from, well, you know what I mean? Like, see what people had to offer. Well, yeah. Well, and he even, uh, at one point when he gives uh, Goku some of his energy, he says, you know, he's like, I need you to be well, monkey. I need you to do my bidding, basically, in this, because he can conserve energy, you know? Yeah, he's like, I need you guys to, you know, take care of the light work. Yeah, exactly. Unless I want to jump in and, you know, fuck somebody up that is super beneath him. Right. Like, in... Okay, so what fight are we on? Sorry, we're like getting. Well, we skipped ahead to forty with Frost. <laughs> so That's, all right, but we'll have to backtrack a little bit. Um, Do you guys want another beer? Sure. Okay, yeah. hold on, keep going. But yeah. so, what happens after that, though? Uh, the first little skirmish between Vegeta and Frost. Um, he tries to use Megeta to beat Vegeta because Megeta also has his own reasoning for having a grudge against Vegeta. Magetta uh, is the robot that it, 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 he gets defeated by insults. Oh, yeah. Where you had the guy on his shoulders plugging his yep. ears. Yep. And he that comes shit's back. So it's so funny. And he has like some kind of weld they, over They like his welded, ears. yeah, some metal over his ears. And uh, Vegeta gets pissed, you know, blasts one of those off. And he's like, you fucking disgrace. I mean, he doesn't say fucking. Paraphrasing there. <laughs> Should have been. I think Vegeta would be so much better if he cussed. Oh, so right? do I. And he, he is in abridged. Uh huh. So funny. Oh yeah, and and it's just funny, like how he fucking cries, and then Vegeta just kicks him off the side. Mm-hmm. But then Vegeta and Master Roshi kind of have a talk, and Vegeta is like, "Hey, you're fucking tapped out, old man. You should probably." He's fall like, "You off need a sensu edge. bean Th- before you die." Yeah. That's a pretty. That's a okay. Another little. It shows like uh, another stage in like Vegeta. Like you, it shows just how much he's grown. Right. Because before, like before Majin Buu, he would have not even acknowledged Roshi's presence. Oh, hell no. And he would have given a fuck if he would have died or not. He would have just no, been like, he yeah, wouldn't keep fighting. And that was a, he, yeah, he's like doing him, a, he's like, hey man, like you should, 
you did enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even, that was his way of showing respect too. Right. Of being like you, you are done now. And even then, after I love the moment of relief you kind of feel as well when Roshi just like mm. just you know falls backwards off the edge and he's falling. You almost feel relief for him too. You're like, ha. Huh. And then of course you know Beerus, you know, tells him you know like. Well done, you know, and he actually calls him Roshi, which it's such a huge thing when Beerus actually respect. calls somebody mm-hmm. by their name and he, not he got, just he got so much respect and and he did well deserved. Like he watches fights, oh yeah, and they're all fucking badass. And the way he uses those old techniques to well, and he take got out. like three or four people taken out, and yeah. he's he was probably one of the oldest fighters there, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, you don't know how old like somebody like Jaren is, or, or that top, is true. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, definitely, he's like four hundred. I say, old. I would say he, dude, he's like seven or eight hundred. No, it was like four. Are you sure? Three well, or four. Uh, hold on, I'm googling. It was it. like three or four hundred. But but in in Dragon Ball, he's like three hundred something. Right, and there's a uh, the reason why I'm backtracking through these fights is because fight thirty nine. With Frieza, you see his fucking evil viciousness come out again. Um, with a character named Jimizu from Universe Two, he who's is evil. I'm sorry, uh, Frieza. Oh, okay, because this is a fight against a, a Jimizu guy from Universe Two. That is the race that has mastered instant transmission. Oh. When he's fighting uh, uh-huh. Gohan, uh, the um, what are they called? Uh, Yardrap. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. The planet's yard drop. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Frieza's a fucking dick. I mean, <laughs> he does that whole thing like he did to Vegeta on Namek where he uh, chokes him out with his tail and he's just pun- using him like a fucking punching bag. But then he takes it a step further. He's such a fucking diabolical. Oh, dude. I know. I love it. Like, well, yeah. Dude, and he's loving that. As he's sitting there punching guy, he's like, ha, wee. Yeah. Yep. And then everyone from the seventh gets pissed at him because then he charges up that big fucking blast at point blank and just boom, fucking fires it at him. And it's almost enough to pretty much kill him. Um, and everyone's like, oh, he's disqualified, Universe 2's Kai. He's disqualified because he he killed him. And, you know, Frieza's like, oh, well, he's not dead yet. But what happens to him after he's out of the ring is beyond my control. Uh, and then fucking yep. kicks him out of the ring. It's just yeah, total and fucking. He knows, and that's one thing that Frieza is so fucking smart. He knows exactly yep. how much power it takes to kill somebody. He knows exactly how much it takes to just toe that line. Well, yeah, he's a master of torture, especially after oh, that yeah. training yep. with that one guy um, when he achieved gold, you know? like That's why he has the finger lasers. Yeah. He likes that pinpointing to hit you in your kneecaps and your fucking yeah. elbows. And- yes, like he is going, he's going to brutalize you is what he's going to do. So he's up. a certified He's fucker. so badass. He is. He years. honestly is one of my most favorite parts of the Tournament of Power. His All of his little quips and one-liners and like smart-ass remarks. He's such a when dick, the, and the, I love it. When the guy with the power suit, you know, that changes modes, <laughs> yeah. and he's like trying to fight Frieza, he's like, "I'm gonna go ultra speed mode," and he like <laughs> zooms and disappears, and Frieza's like, "Anyway," yeah. and like, <laughs> just ignores the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he's just like, "Um, not dude. worth my time." <laughs> Oh man, it's funny shit. Yeah, but Frieza's then um, Frieza then betrays Frost. So you get a pretty good couple episodes of 
Frieza just being a diabolical fucker. That's true it. because he just he kind of hops in like every now and then. Like Frieza just disappears for a while, observing things, and then it's great when you finally get him to like pop back in. You're like, "There's my man." And then he's not, <laughs> and he's never exerting himself. You don't see him never. Ex- you never see him exert himself until it's against uh, Jiren, right? Or is it before that? Does he start getting? I believe he has to exert himself with Despo. Most definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing is like Despo's reluctant to fight Frieza at first when he's standing up on that rock and just laughing and blasting. And he's like, I'm out of here. He's He's, like, I ain't. He's too much for me. And we talked about that where we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like he should be a good match for Frieza. Yeah. Especially with his speed. Right. Even in Frieza's golden form, he should be able to match Frieza. You know what I mean? Especially if he's... My favorite fight was him and Hit. Like, that was a crazy matchup. That was a pretty crazy matchup. Yeah, that one was really great. Just especially, like I said, I mean, he was almost like the perfect counter to Hit with mm-hmm. his And you ears. mentioned that on the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, I just like that. Like, some of the matchups are just perfect. Some of them are like. Yeah, some battles are not so great, but then other ones that you watch, you're like, well, yes. It's a, it's a nice mix of. Like funny mm-hmm. and badass, right? And as you get closer to the end of the tournament, it's less funny and more badass. Like the whole time, yeah. It's and we're serious. and we're getting close to kale and cauliflower, right? Yes, yeah. Yep. Um, we're getting close to that. But then after Frost gets eliminated, we have that uh, fight between Jiren and Hit, which yes. is a pretty damn good. Okay, that is a good one, fight. This one, and this is one where I kind of see what you were saying, that Jiren's fucking bullshit. He is the entire time. I bitched He's, about it clear until the end. You can ask Vince. Yeah. You got to agree <laughs> that he is necessary for because you have to have that unassailable mountain for them to, you know what I mean? And, and I agree. Like, I do. I understand that. But, but him just, like, pulling shit out of his ass. He's Constantly. like. Constantly. Uh, I mean. Yeah. When he's just, like, trapped in that dimension and he's like, oh, I can just, you know. I'll just get out of it. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you think that they're finally starting to have the upper hand. And that, oh, my God, Jiren broke his own levels of power. And you're like, a fucking course he did it's, okay it's <laughs> necessary I'll say it's not i'll say it's not nearly as bad as boo though i mean yeah okay i would say boo is like a little worse for me fucking times through the boo saga it oh. literally stretches that's like true at least seasons. jiren isn't too bad and at least you get fights kind of broken up to where you had jiren and hit and then jiren and goku for a little bit and then they're all going after jiren at the end of it you know so right. I, I guess at least they kind of break it up that in that sense that is such a fucking amazing fight fuck yes, yes it, it is, is. And, it, and damn well it should be it's the last fight in the entire tournament like right them like going completely all out against <sighs> jiren it's so great oh my god like him and goku and frieza teaming up and it's like such a it's almost poetic in a way, it's like these guys were almost like they fought on a planet and the planet didn't survive. Like they have a straight up beef. And, and here they them. are working together. And I love the part 
we're free. I mean, we'll talk about it again. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to that. We don't want to get too far <laughs> off track, but I just when Frieza gets thrown, it's my favorite because you can tell just how pissed he is at the fact that he has to have Goku throw him the way he says it when he's like, "I need you to throw me," saying, "You know, we <laughs> will get that, to that I actually, bridge." I actually took that as like a respect thing because he called him saying and not monkey. I know it was a respect thing but you could tell in his tone of voice that he was not happy about it which is what kind of made me laugh maybe maybe we'll talk about that more though I got right. different thoughts on that uh, but we'll get there when we get there we're not gonna yeah. get there on this episode though most definitely not hell no but I don't know like what were some points of that Jiren hit fight that you guys like because for me I thought it was impressive, at least, that Hit was able to contain him I for think, a little while. Yeah, I think Hit was the first person to actually give Jiren a little pause where he's like, oh, like... He's got to think about it a little bit. Well, and he gave him a little bit of a hard time. Like, he was the first person to really fuck with Hit at all. And, like, didn't he land some blows on him, too? Like, he did that crazy interdimensional punch to him? Yes, yeah. and that's how he was able to kind of stun him enough to lock him. Mm. He punches him with that whole, like, yeah. whatever, and, that. like, locks him in that dimension. So I guess good on Hit for even being able to just, you know, even just slow Jiren down for, let's say, 10, 15 seconds, you know? He he contained him for a brief moment. But I do have a little bit of an issue with that scene, though, because, granted, yeah, uh, Jiren probably would have just looked the blast away or Hit or whatever, but... Uh, Cauliflower and Kale are watching that whole entire fight, and they see him seized, can't move. Mm-hmm. So why not like try a blast? Yeah, knock him out. Yeah, because he was right at the edge of the because ring. Because it's not—he's got plot armor, bro. Well, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> obvious, but it's like still just one of those things that's fucking annoying, you know? Where you're like, "Come on, dude!" Where yeah. they you make the dumbest try. decisions. It's like, quit fucking around. Well, yeah, with them. don't just, play with your food. They're sitting behind the fucking rock, bullshit, and like, "Oh my god, Jiren's so strong!" And I'm like, "He's not moving." <laughs> yeah, you could fuck at least dude, fire a blast. But that's like when, uh, when they okay, so Universe Two when uh, they were doing their whole fuse thing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Frieza or who jumped in and like knocked it them. was 17 he yeah, shot yeah, yeah. them and they got mad and had to start over right like same fucking deal well I don't know though because I mean Hit was just using like a fighting technique no, I'm just him. saying like you it's like when they're powering up why don't you jump in there and fuck him up while he's going ah like, yeah you know exactly I mean? same right. thing is like it I feel like none they of almost wrote that to make fun of themselves, though. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, you know. Oh. Speaking of power-ups, I have to mention this real quick, because um, when Frieza is like, showing Frost his forms, I love every time he turns into gold and his arms are outstretched and we get oh, yeah, the circles and shit. Like, it, <laughs> it's just... Spins the spins. Up. It just... I it's love gotta it. It's got to be fucking grandiose. And, uh, it's like, got to be yeah. dramatic, because Frieza's dramatic. And I love his head thrown back, arms yeah, wide open. He it's wants like, everyone oh! to... See how amazing and see him in his golden glory. Yeah. Do, do you think he worked on the light glow from him too? You know, he like, worked Aww. on the pose. He worked <laughs> yeah. on all of it, dude. He had a, he had mirrors well, set up. So maybe the Frieza Ginyu is Force, also about his reputation as well. Maybe the Ginyu Force poses were enforced by Frieza. Hmm. Mm. Maybe. I mean, if he's that dramatic and poses like that, he definitely didn't li- not like it, right? That's like he, for a he fact. was a, he definitely liked it. Like if he if he he had Captain Ginyu, he was basically his 
the top of the food chain as far as Frieza's army went. Yeah, he was his bottom bitch. And yeah, he he, he <laughs> never he never <laughs> he never said cut the shit. Right. He he just enjoyed what. But Frieza, everything. I think to him, Frieza probably enjoyed how much of idiots they were. Honestly, yeah, I think that's uh, what yeah, it was. It was entertainment value for him. Yeah, was all, it's all it was. everything was a spectacle to him because he was. He was basically a god in his own mind. So these were all just pawns right? to entertain him. He probably did think the Ginyu Force was a joke. Oh, yeah. But they were strong enough to take care of his light work. Exactly. So he <laughs> would keep them around, you know, poses and all. Yeah, and, the, and he's going, yeah. And that's fun to watch. Like, <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, pose it up, fairies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your fucking spandy undie pants. My little jesters. <laughs> That's probably how he thinks of them, too. Okay. My whole fucking emperor mindset, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you guys are all a joke anyway. He didn't care about anyone under oh, him. Oh, fuck no. You know what I mean? Hell no. Frieza only cares about Frieza, and that is it, literally. He does not give a fuck about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Unless it's to destroy them, then that's the only reason they would be on his mind. What, yeah, whatever entertainment value they have for him. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's all that it is to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So but, where are we at? So where we're at is uh, we actually get a fun little another Frieza moment, but um, Kaba then joins in the fight. He fights a person called Mona from Universe Four. She's the one that gets all big and like. Ballooned up. I'll show you. A big old ball. I think and I'm rolls seeing it. Fast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. I remember her. yeah, and that's the one where Vegeta steps in, right? Yeah, and he gives saves him from getting knocked out. Yep. Yeah, and, and then he's like, "Did you forget the promise you made me?" Yeah, and he's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You're supposed to take me." Oh to my god, we flash back to that like a hundred times with Vegeta's a, fighting. <laughs> but it's a motivation for him, and it's it's part of that. Isn't um, it sad that Vegeta's kind of turned into Piccolo? You know, like he's more of a father <laughs> to a kid that's not his than even his own son. Like he's not even really thinking about Trunks half the time. He's like, I'm gonna go to S- Sadala or whatever. It, and, I'm not saying and save Kaba. <laughs> the next season is going to be called Dragon Ball Stepdad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about it's like two men and a baby. But it's Frieza or Piccolo and uh, Vegeta. You remember that movie back in the day? Yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And then it's like Pan or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kaba's like, I'm not going to call you dad to Vegeta. Yeah. You're not my real dad. <laughs> You're just my master. I hate you. And Vegeta <laughs> sheds a little tear. No, it's just that uh, teacher, student. Uh, and Vegeta's going to protect his student. Like, and he sees him at his, as his student. Like, and. It, I'm not saying it's not messed up that he's not doing that with Trunks. I think he tries to do that with Trunks. and Right. But at the same time, Cab is older. Cab and, is and older a, and... a full-blooded Saiyan, so he feels a crazy connection to the Saiyans of the other universe. Right. Uh, what universe is it? Universe 6. 6. Yeah. Um, so he feels a crazy connection to them. Maybe that's a way, a, re- a path of redemption for him. Maybe is helping if, out the other Saiyans when he couldn't even help out his when own. He didn't even care to. He didn't give a fuck that, it, that the Saiyans got wiped out when it happened. Right. He was just like, meh, when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it mattered to him, but I think that was just him trying to be like. Well, strong. and I think now that they realize right. the strengths 
that Saiyans can get to. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I think that's also, it's probably also motivational for him, you know, like you said, that he still has his own entire race out there. You know what I mean? Like, or or an extension of that. Like, it's, yeah. They're not his, but he can definitely have an effect and uh, give them something that uh, he didn't give his own race. He, he saw other Saiyans as beneath him before. Right. Now he's a true king. Like if you think about it, he's a better king than his dad ever was. It's like so he can step in and mentor somebody that maybe is a lower level saying like he he must be right. And that's somebody that he would have scoffed and told to fuck off before. Yeah. He he wouldn't have wasted his time training somebody like he that. He wouldn't even consider training someone. No. Not at all. No. Um but yeah, and it's a pretty cool fight though between Mona and Kaba because that's then when after he hits that, Super Saiyan two. Yeah, he hits Super Saiyan yep. two, which is pretty insane. And um, we're, we, we, I mean, we, when we talk about the Tournament of Power, we have to talk about the Saiyans mm-hmm. all hitting, uh, shattering their own limits right. during that forty-five minute period. And Vegeta talks about that later. Yep, yeah, he does. Um, and it, it, when he's talking to the clown. Uh, Destroyer, Destroyer God, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's like, you're just running your mouth. You're not paying attention. He's like, have I, you not I, noticed in the past 45 minutes that they've all broken their limits? Not like, just they, us. Like, yeah. all of yeah, us. Yeah, like, all of us Saiyans have, you know, because even Vegeta, you know, he gets his Super Saiyan Blue into Super <clears throat> Saiyan Blue Evolved, you know? Which I think, personally, is Super Saiyan 2 in blue form. Right. Right, that would make sense, yeah. Like, just it taking would. it a step Which, up. In Super Saiyan forms, that would mean Vegeta is stronger than Goku in Super Saiyan form. Right. Yeah. Until the that. only thing that saves Goku is one Ultra Instinct and then two Kaioken. Yep. Right. That's the only thing that allows Goku to match Vegeta in, when they're fighting Jiren later and getting ahead of myself again. But. Because it's so when good. They're, when their energy levels, when you see their auras, like they're almost the same right but goku's is i think a little smidgen taller mm-hmm. and i think that's just because he's using a perfect version of kaioken right right yeah that would make sense well and especially with vegeta just obtaining that form too you know he's like we've talked before every time they reach a new form it's not mastered yet and so that's probably why too his is a little smidgen bigger right uh I mean, yeah, Vegeta hit that level and uh, went straight into fighting Jiren like they... Right, that, didn't have That fight's practice. fucking crazy, too. Oh, yeah. When you see Vegeta and... Go- so, there's two points, like, Vegeta and Goku working in, in sync and fucking up Jiren for a bit, and then Frieza and Goku, at the, again, yeah, fighting Jiren and working crazy well together. Right. Yeah, it's pretty fucking... Pretty interesting. Um, just how they they break through their limitations. It's, well, and just with Goku's ability to bring people over to his side, right? Yep. But I know one person that is excited about the Six Universe having Saiyans, and that is definitely Frieza in this next moment, because after uh, Kaba reaches Super Saiyan two and knocks out Mona, he's pretty exhausted, and Frieza's yeah. like, oh. Well, here's my shot. I'm going to fuck this monkey up, you know, basically in his yep. head. He's like, cool, I get to still fuck up Saiyans and eliminate them. You and know? it seems cheap. 
it seems cheap. It like is Vegeta's or not Vegeta, but uh, Frieza's approach. Right. But it's actually fucking genius. Like, yeah, let him wear himself out, and then yeah, it's cheap and like who? But like but he gives a fuck. Frieza has so much experience fighting Saiyans at the same time. He knew if he gave Kaba any time to rest, he would probably grow even stronger. But not anywhere near strong enough to face him. Well, no. But but Frieza, he's gonna take him out the easiest way possible. You yeah, know, we talked about that. Exactly. But he's honestly, he's the smartest one, though, in doing that because the other universes that just, you know, like, let's face it, like Goku and Vegeta and then, like, you know, Top and all of them that are, you know, they really want to battle and expend their energy and stuff. Frieza is the smart one, staying back, saving well, Frieza, his energy. Frieza, Jiren. Yeah, right. taking out people as they need to or in the easiest way possible to where they're not going to expend all of that. Or any effort at all. Like, it was simple for him to just knock out frost and right. not, it took zero energy yeah just yep. boom little blast yeah just bam, like there oh, he i goes. got you bitch yep exactly yeah and it's pretty uh similar with kaba too i mean that blast it's, he put in yeah it's close it's close i mean he, that's he, more like a sucker punch right i guess you could call the one against frost a sucker punch too but right i mean sucker tail <laughs> what did he knock uh <clears throat> cab out with a blast. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Just another one of his blasts, but like it, he does. But yeah, you could tell he didn't really put and, much and behind like it. Like, who said we were here to fight fair? Like, first of all, like you're there to fight to like save yourself. We're fighting and your to universe. save our lives. Like, like, I'm gonna do. Whatever. Nobody is gonna fight fair when you are in a fight for your life. I think if it was just like but, your basic tournament, like the Zeno Expo or something, would have been different. But in this instance. None of you are going to fight fair. None of you. It, why would you? I don't even think in a regular tournament Frieza would fight fair. I don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he would either, which is You'd why. You'd have a much harder time. He's right. a, that's why he's a good option, though, in this tournament, because it is survival. And that's usually always what's oh, on yeah. Frieza's mind. Oh, yeah. If you want somebody on your team that's going to help you get to the end, and clearly he does, it's Frieza. Like, right. Like, think, like, strategy and just like making those smart decisions of taking people out with zero effort like uh, not like goku who's like i want you to push me and tire me out and push me past my limits which could be a smart thing for frieza too but i don't think he works like of same no no he's completely different you know it's i mean shit even the way he trains and everything is different you know he well at least that first training set yeah we don't know how i think he actually trained like he actually exerted himself d in the hyperbolic chamber uh-huh uh not on earth but it's a another portal on another planet uh into that realm so and then he trains for 10 years and i'm pretty sure he actually trained for that 10 right years. he put in like effort he, this time he didn't just like torture somebody and like barely exert himself Right. Well, I'm sure Frieza now, he wants to know where he can get to, you know? Well, and he learned his lesson. He's not, like, he's always learning. Frieza's an arrogant fuck, mm -hmm. and he feels like he shouldn't have to. But right. I even even now, I think that's probably wearing off. Like, to where he's actually enjoying climbing in strength now. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think he's actually, like... He, you know, like we talked about before, he never had a reason to. Why would he have? Nobody gave him a run for his money until Goku showed then, up on Namek. And then mm -hmm. the initial reaction of being like, how fucking dare you make me try? 
but he's not so dumb that he stays in that mindset. He's like, oh, okay, like... It still pisses him off, but he's still going to train. Yeah, he's past that super upset point, and now he's thinking logically, and he's like, well, I guess it is what it is. I need to go fucking train for real. Exactly. Yeah, it's... Like she said, he has quite a bit of growth throughout this he whole does i have i have quite a few notes on it especially like i said towards the later half and even the mm-hmm. zennies they grow too and i find it <laughs> i lo- they do i'm i'm telling you i have all oh, these points that i'm that i'm gonna bring up on them all right next right. fight but the next fight uh is a big one, one yeah stretches over four episodes it is the kefla and well Kalifla and kale against fight. goku against goku, goku and then they merge and this is another instance of like not vegeta but goku mentoring right but he's doing it in his own way he's pushing them just by challenging them he's like i want yeah. you to push me like i'm not he's not necessarily teaching but he is at the same time yeah because the whole time he's going he's like if you can hit super saiyan 2 then you can hit 3 yeah and I kind of like that uh, Kalifla is talking, is so confident that they're going to hit Super Saiyan 3 by the end of the tournament. And you almost, you almost will hope they do. Uh, Almost a little bit, yeah. Uh, But I like that they hold that back, that she's so confident that they're going to get there, but they just don't quite make it. And I think that's because they fused. Maybe if they didn't fuse, at least uh, Caulifla would have hit Super Saiyan 3. I don't think Kale needs a Super Saiyan 3. Oh, I don't either with her. No, she's, she doesn't. She's I'd legendary. You should bring up your point on the Patara earrings then. Uh, let me read my note on that again because I, <laughs> I forgot. Um, so... Oh, yeah, that was a fucking big one, too, that kind of irritated me. I I know it's, like, due to continuity and the plot and shit like that, but during the Goku Black thing, we see, you know, Goku and Vegeta use the Pataras and power up, use a shitload of energy, and they split pretty fast. And it's only supposed to last, what, an hour anyways? Yeah, and they split after, like, what, 15, 20 minutes? Um... But they were at blue. They were at blue. And we've talked about how that doesn't make a lot of sense considering they're using God energy at that point. It should be more stable. Right. Especially since that is a godly technique, using the Pataras. Right. And this cements that even more because they are using a shit ton of mortal energy in that period of time. You're you're right. And they they don't ever split. Or even show any signs of it running out of power, right? Yeah, nothing. They don't get weaker. They just keep getting stronger. I never actually thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah, so it's one of those things that's not. I won't call it a plot hole because it can be easily explained away with continuity and shit. But it's just one of those like minor annoyances. It's like, well, think about this. This might, and this is just like uh, you know. Trying to fucking make it make sense. <laughs> Try right. to appease yourself a but little she, bit. But she fused with a legendary Super Saiyan. That maybe that had something to do with it. And it could have too, because, because she has limitless power. Well, yeah, and look how many times Kale is able to go berserk. It's not like she can only accomplish it the one time and then she's tapped out. She's able to do it multiple times. And then when they have their weird like, oh my god, hold yeah, my the hand super scissor moment. Twins. <laughs> the super scissor twin. I know. It's just, I'm just like. Kale, there's girl. just a lot. There's just a lot 
not being said in that relationship. They really need to sit down and talk. Because yeah, they really need to have a discussion because Kale. I think they're both on different pages, you know? Yeah, Kef or Caulifla's like, I just want to fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kale's over here getting moist. Yeah. <laughs> you I know. know what I mean? There's a little damp spot on her fighting dress. Yeah, she's like, I want to fight your she's pussy like, with my, my own. sister. Hey, maybe she could turn that into a technique like where, you know, it's slippery in the ring. They can't get good footing. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That like could the be. snail yeah. trail technique? Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely... She's powering up. It's just... That part for me... <laughs> going berserk and it's just, just fucking... They go, God, she's, she's a, a squirter. squirter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The dam has broken. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's fucking hilarious. The all ring the is fighters, slippery when wet. All the fighters freaking out. are like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, this seems bad. Like <laughs> yeah. the go-to black thing. The grand premise. Like, this feels like, icky. The grand premise is covering their eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> he takes a big old squeegee and just <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part was a little... Um, eh. <laughs> For me, I was just like, okay, we're going to hold hands, uh, and then she's going to, the spell is broken. And you're just like, okay. I do I do like the different approach, like, in all seriousness. I like the approach on Kale. Uh, her motivation for becoming a Super Saiyan, and then, you know, it's that feeling of not being good enough. The inadequacy. Like, she's yeah, definitely the not, most timid Saiyan I think we've seen out of any of them. And it's yeah. her own frustration with herself that pushes her to that. And that's relatable as fuck. Uh-huh. Um, I also like how she's able to master her legendary form even before somebody like Broly. <gasps> we like could she, call her form Super Saiyan Emo. Because it's every time it she's really is. upset. It definitely is. Yeah, that's oh very true. Yes, and she has a hair too that mm. kind of goes over the eye. Yeah, especially yeah. especially when they fuse, uh-huh. and then they have the super um, like the shaved side of the head and stuff, <laughs> right? Like a I, mohawk. I love when they fuse too, though. Like when any of them fuse, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's Gotenks or Vegeta or Gogeta. I like the fact that they are technically a whole new person like with their own personality traits you know because even was it vados that made note of that too you know she's like this is you know kefla is an entirely different person with her own personality you know, and i kind of kind of i i would say that kale is more dominant in that oh most definitely i'd say kale's more she's dominant but bitch. well mm. she's more dominant in that fusion like her personality because you know call it or Kefla is fucking super arrogant and cocky and like a lot like Kale. You don't see a lot of, uh, or you don't see a lot of Kale in that fusion, I mean. No, you really don't. There's definitely the cocky, like arrogant, like this power feels incredible. You you can kind of see some minor comparisons between Kale and Goku and Caulifla and Vegeta. I agree. A in a little bit. Like we yeah. said, Kale's definitely more. Yeah, she's, she's more emo and like, I'm not good enough. But she's just the sad. fact that she has that desire to fight for others like Goku, you know, she she's never fighting for herself in those moments. She's fighting for Caulifla. Validation. Yeah. And, yeah. and Caulifla's definitely, she's the ego fighter for yeah. sure. She's just like, she's the brawler. It's like, I'm just going to kick yeah, your she ass. Just, she uh-huh. just wants to kick some ass. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ju- you know what I mean? She wants to show her power and her strength. So I do kind of like that juxtaposition that they're they're kind of like Goku and Vegeta in in a sense in a little bit. Yeah. You could, you could almost see like a I th- I would have thought and actually thinking about it like Kaba yeah, sure, that's a cool little student for Vegeta, but uh, Cauliflower would be a better one. Because if anybody could teach her a finer control of her power, it would be Vegeta, because there's so much alike. Well, especially her especially her like ego and shit like that. Yeah, she's you know? just like Vegeta well, when he compar- was younger. I was just about to say, the comparison between Cauliflower and Vegeta is a lot more stronger than oh, yeah. Kale and oh, Goku. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, they, he... Yeah. He could come in and, like, he's like, I've been you before. You know what I mean? And, like, he would be able to teach her, I think. Right. But but also, Goku doesn't do a bad job. He understands that need to climb in power just for the fuck of it. Right. And I'm sure, you know, working with Vegeta for so many years now, too, probably pays off, too. He knows how to deal with that ego kind of, like, oh, I'm just going to kick your ass type of shit. And he's kind of teaching her, like, hey, you know. You should hone your power. Yeah, do don't let that get in the way. Yeah. You know? yeah, let's have a little finer control. Like, I get you love to fight and you just rely on that brawler aspect. Right. But at some point, she's got to learn a better fighting style. And then on top of that, um, like, yeah, just like, like keep pushing and rise in power. But, like, it's going to be a long time before we see the Saiyans. Of the six universe again after this, right? That's so who knows? But- who, who knows where where they'll be when we see them again? And hopefully, uh, Vegeta makes good on that promise to Kaba and ends up going to Sadala, and we see that. And like, hopefully, some of that progression where Kaba, I see him as a teacher later, almost yeah. like a Gohan, right. where where he will take that knowledge and go create like an academy. Well, I was going to say, I could see him doing a thing like TN where he would have a school for the Saiyans yeah, on teach, his planet. To teach how to yes, become a to Super Saiyan. Yes, to teach them. Yeah, most definitely. Yes. Without and then you doubt. get And then you get that crazy fucking like army of Super Saiyans. Yeah, like we talked about before. Yeah. It, you know, you just hope that they're fucking where goodwill. Where the base, the base level, of, level of power is Super Saiyan. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And every oh. Everybody's a Super Saiyan. They're just born a Super Saiyan. <laughs> right? It could happen. Speaking of the Saiyans, though, when it comes to this fight with Kefla and stuff, isn't this when Goku, he goes Ultra Instinct for the second, for the time. second time? And one thing that I love is that Master Roshi was the first person to pick up on that it was happening again. And everybody even questioned him. They're like, no, he couldn't do it. But I love the fact that, you know, Roshi is old and wise. And well, he, and he knows he, Goku almost better than he anyone. He does, and so I loved that part where he's like, is he doing that again? And they're like, no, he's not. But you're like, oh, he is. But that's just him living in the moment and reality and them being in denial. Like, You know what I mean? They're like, it's not possible. Like They already have a limit set in their mind, and they're like, that's not possible. It can't happen. Well, right. yeah, because even Beerus hasn't mastered it. You know what I mean? And we know that. We know that nobody has mastered ultra instinct at this point so even for him to just do it that second time was pretty shocking to them mm-hmm. and i love well, when the zennies get excited and they're like goku's turning shiny again it's exciting and thrilling and thrilling and exciting yeah well, and I, the first the first time was against jiren right with the spirit bomb yes the spirit bomb is what caused which we him. didn't talk about that right well we did a little bit yeah 
about him absorbing it, and that's and, how and that's the catalyst. That. What yeah. a fucking beautiful scene it when is. when he shows up and he is like, you can't you can only see his silhouette in like the brightness of that technique, right. and like and Jiren's like trying to hit him, he just like fades out of the way and then hits him like a fucking hundred times, like without even really moving. Well, and Weiss's excitement is it's so yes. that to me is just okay, so great. We're getting far ahead again. Oh shit. Okay. No, yeah. this is when this is, is this ahead? Because yeah, that's this the final this fight. No, uh, no, 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 not the first time Goku fought Jiren. No, the, when she's talking about Whis's excitement, though, because oh, that's when he masters it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, you could see how he smiles, and he's just like, well, no, but I'm even talking about when Goku first goes Ultra Instinct, though, and he's like, could it be? I didn't know this oh, was yeah. possible, you know? Yeah, he's and like, I thought, yeah, he's, he's just like, like, look I, at what I've, I have done. I've been <laughs> yeah. steering him in this direction for so long, but I have a theory on and, why. And, and Whis is so sorry. Weiss is so chill all the time, but to see him get worked up and excited and where he's like, I didn't think he could really do it. Exactly, because they're, the angels are always so very contained. Yeah. So unless well, it comes to bomb no, food. I disagree with that because, yeah, we've seen Weiss get fucking giddy like that just over food. But that's what I'm series. saying, though. Like, aside from it's food, not the same. it's, it's not because he doesn't get giddy over like what Goku and Vegeta do. So it's like this time he's like, oh, my God, look at what's happening. He's like, yeah. I did this. Look what it's, I made. It's like he saw the potential, but didn't fully. Do you need to pause? I pee, yes. OK, we'll be right back. Chelsea's got to pee. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Pee break is over. We are set. Are you good? Yep, we're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your theory? So I, I I think it can play into kind of what you were saying, how uh mindset. Be- yeah, Beerus can't reach Ultra Instinct because of his mindset as being a destruction god. But I also think it's relative to their titles. And I think it plays more into how Vegeta and Goku later on down in the series could potentially become an angel and destroyer god. Because I feel like Ultra Instinct is something that Whis has mastered, obviously, you know? Oh, he's and, born like that. But yeah, but I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has Ultra Instinct, and most destroyer gods do not. Because all the destroyer gods in the tournament are blown the fuck away. They're like, what? He's got Ultra Instinct, and I think it's almost like an angel divinity power. Well, it is. To it an definitely, extent. It is. So it definitely is. I think it kind of, that, that theory, it plays into more of like how that could be a potential catalyst for them moving into those roles. Because uh, Ultra Ego, seeing it drawn and shit, it's purple, it's destruction energy, no, is what that, it is. That's exactly what it is. The, yeah. he, he only calls it that, and it's as a joke. Right. He 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 does it in passing. He's like call it ultra instinct if you want. Like he doesn't really think about that. He's really only calling it that just because or call it ultra ego because he's drawing that huxtaposition between him and Goku. Right. And you see Vegeta try to use ultra instinct. He can't do it. It's his mindset. Right. It's the way his mind works. It's he he is more like Beerus. Then mm-hmm. he is like Whis, and Whis, and Goku is more like Whis. Right. Exactly. Then he is like Beerus. Right. Uh, so it's just a mindset thing. Well, it's, it, 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 uh, but I think that's the, the mindset is what plays into the title, right? 
Because like you, you, you would have to have that mindset to be a destruction god, and then you'd have to have the mindset of Goku to be exactly. an angel, you know? So yeah, it kind of plays into that, and I think it's pretty fucking cool. Like, Well, that, that makes it so not everyone can just become a destruction god. Not everyone can just master Ultra Instinct. Right, exactly. It is a certain type of person that can do this. Right. And that's why these positions are so rare in each universe. It's like there's only maybe a handful of people that are qualified, and then you break it down to the one person that's able to do that and be, only, a, be a destruction god. Not only able to do it, but I think also strong enough and able to perfect it. You know, Right. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like all the things is like showing affinity for that power. Right. Not only that, but having the right, right mind state to use it properly. And then, like you say... Those things add up to mastery, right? So, so I I think it's it definitely. I don't see them accepting positions as gods and as gods. Probably I th- I, not. I don't think that's a I requirement. Could it, I could see it being offered to them, though. You I know? oh yeah, they'll definitely offer it, but I think they will turn it down. Yeah, more than likely, they will continue to use those powers uh for them you know for what they need to but i don't think they will accept that position and i don't think that's a requirement either no i don't think it's a requirement but i do definitely think you have to be the right kind of person yeah yeah definitely master that shit you know definitely which is interesting that universe 11 you know with top which that's getting way i have a lot of points on that too when we get to it eventually get to that yet but um there's some interesting shit with that but yep but yeah it's a pretty damn that's a good actually top is a good example of somebody who's not really um I don't think he's I think he's at the right power like he's able to control Hakai energy but also he's not it's he doesn't have the right mindset. He's about justice. Well, and I feel like when he oh, God, it takes I don't want to get into it. It takes him so long like he's been training as a destruction god for a long time they make it seem like. Right. And and he finally and made he, the decision to accept it. Which, well, he, and, his and, mindset finally snapped. But Vegeta has way more control and is way more powerful when he does. Which, right. that's another thing, is he gives Top so much shit for accepting external power to achieve what he wants, and then he goes and does the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we'll, uh, we'll come back to that once we get there. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, it's a pretty good fight between... Kefla after they fuse. And you have one of the fucking most amazing fucking attacks happen. It's one of the most beautiful fucking scenes. One of the greatest Kamehameha's ever to be Kamehameha. Yeah. Yes, how it shows it from like three different angles. When he dances mm-hmm. up there, combined blast. Like he just kind of tiptoes up it. Yep. And yeah, ends up doesn't the instant transmission end up so? Well, I think he does. Well, this no, weird he does that crazy. Fli- he does that crazy flip. Yeah, and ends yep. up behind them and just like point. Yeah, break. he like Kamehameha's him and destroys the Pataras. He has a Kamehameha like yeah positioned in his hands and he like glides down mm-hmm. their blast behind him. Yep, and then just fucks him up. Does that crazy fucking badass flip and and it's so powerful too that it literally destroys explodes. the Pataras. Yeah, destroys the Patara earrings. I love completely. how the Kai's freaking out. He's like, my earrings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, where do you get some more? Well, yeah. It's one do of they those got uh, do they got backups? 
Yeah, I don't know. I because have no clue on that. Apparently, so like the ones that, if we're going back a little bit, apparently like so the green ones that, or what? Yeah, the yellow ones are the ones that make you fuse. That's mm. when you're a Supreme Kai, and that's your like badge of office. Right. Um, yep. The green ones, like that the apprentices use, I don't think those do that. I don't think they do either. You have to use the Supreme Kai's Pataras. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I kind of brought that up as a explanation to the Patara earrings and then like not splitting with their fusing too is th- it, his earrings are a different shade of like yellow compared to Universe 7. So Yeah, I wonder if they're all a little different. Yeah, they you could be a little bit different and maybe they have their different limitations. They could have a longer... You know, maybe it's two hours normally for them to fuse. I don't know. Here's the thing, too, though. Vegeta never wants to fuse with Goku. So could that have something to do with it? Because Kale and Cauliflower were down to yeah. do it. They were That's in agreement good, probably, of it. That probably has something to do with it, for sure. It's like if your minds are kind of battling each other and, like... You have reluctance. There. Yeah, you have reluctance yeah. from one being, whereas like you know, like I said, you know, Kale and Cauliflower were like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." They were in agreement of it, so mm-hmm. maybe that also helps out. And Kale's like, "Oh, you're inside of me, sister." Oh, I know that's exactly what we said too. She's like, "Oh my gosh," she's probably so wet. You she's know, like, "Oh, I'm inside of her." Oh fuck. <laughs> oh. Our cells are touching. She all stops for a minute and is like, Hell, why are we getting wet? (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking about, but you need to quit it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's a pretty good fight. And then it goes into... uh, Well, it's it's a crazy fight because, I mean, they actually give Goku a decent run for his money not fused. But he's obviously fucking around and just like trying to regain strength. Well, yeah, and I was and, gonna uh, say it was a good catalyst fight for him to bring his power level back up too. After and then Jiren. he then he shows them Super Saiyan three. That's a good little, you know. But I love that yeah, part I hate because that. they I get hate... all pissed off. They're like, "Oh, that's a tease," because he only does it for like two seconds. I hate that part. He should be able to. You know what I mean? He should have no problem staying in Super Saiyan 3. But he never point. bothered to master it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but he's mastered higher levels, and we already know that just like from when he fought Beerus, he did Super Saiyan God, right? And then after losing Super Saiyan God, his normal Super Saiyan form was at that level. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I So that should, in turn, make every level that he has above that easier to... Yeah, but look at how exhausted he was, too, though. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... You know, because how often does he actually go to Super Saiyan 3, truthfully, if you think about Not it? really often. He just skipped over it, essentially. You know, I mean, he would work in it, but then... He was able to get to blue, so he's going to master that. He's not going to master Super Saiyan 3 at this point. True. True, but also, blue is just Super Saiyan with a god body. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's really all that is, is him turning Super Saiyan in a god form. So, really, any form after that, I don't see... I think it's more or less just because he was exhausted. He couldn't hold That's honestly what I think. I think he was just, his ass was kicked, and he was just like, well, I'll show you. Because the only thing that pushed him to beat them was Ultra Instinct. Right, Mm because he he was able to go blue, but by that point... 
Yeah, I know. He's being a whore. Kevin um, is being a whore. He's just rubbing all over us. All that all that talk of kale and cauliflower got him hot and bothered. <laughs> He's like, wait, pussies are getting wet. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pussy. <laughs> Fuck, what was I saying? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember now. Uh, fuck. I, th- I just think oh, it's funny how he's so, he's so forceful. Like, he'll sit there and rub his hand. Yeah, or I Or his, his head on your hand. Right. He's like, yeah, you're gonna pet me. Right. You're gonna love me, bitch. Oh, but uh, during their fight, he does go blue. But I think he skips over three because at that point, they're powering up so much that... Super Saiyan 3, I don't think would have done shit for that him. That was kind of the uh, theme of that fight, that Goku was like, not, like, if he was at full power, he could have wiped them out easily. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but but also, he was having also, fun training them at the same time. Exactly. He's like, when you go higher, I want to go higher, and then you, I go higher, you want to go higher, and it was pushing all of them, you yeah. know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, the way he eliminates them is just... Amazing. Mwah. One it of is, the most beautiful scenes in the whole tournament. It is kind of one of my favorite fights, honestly. It was the one that I remembered most vividly, especially the fights with Kale and Cauliflower. And when Kale goes all berserk, I just... I love it. She's such a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a bad bitch and she knows it. Like, even when... Like, they're supposed to be having fun, like, training together and shit. And, like, they're fighting, but... And uh, Kefla or Caulifla takes it at, for what it is, but right. Goku does something that Kale sees as like a dirty move, and she like loses her fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "That was fucking dirt!" Like, just like loses her shit. Yeah, it, it it's unhealthy how attached she is. It really is. It is. It's very. They need unhealthy. to go to fucking Doctor Phil. What would happen if fucking uh, Cauliflower got killed. That's a, she'd probably go berserk like oh, forever. She'd probably dude. never come back. Yeah. They'd probably have to kill her, I think. They would. I, I think they'd have uh-huh. to put her down. I think it'd be like, what if the Hulk went berserk comic, you know, where Thor has to snap his yeah, neck? Yeah, World War Hulk. I think they would have to do that, honestly. I think she would just not be able to come back from that because Cauliflower's the one person that got her to control her berserk and kind of come back out of that, you know, when she grabbed her hand and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if she were to die, what, even more so, what if she were to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Well, That's I, not that, Kale. That, that person's fucked. Yeah, that person's dead. I almost feel like, though, that would be one of those moments where if she reached that level and she could potentially kill fucking everyone in the ring, I almost feel like the Zennies would probably just... Bye bye. Uh, we're talking outside of the tournament, though. Yeah, like no, no. I mean, like during the tournament, like you guys were talking about. Oh, if she would have got, got killed, killed somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, they probably would have wiped her out. Taken well, her maybe out. not. Maybe not. Because yeah. they only want to see like the craziest battles. So if somebody goes berserk, they don't give a shit as long as it's within the rules. Well, I, mean, I don't know, because but the rules shift the whole time. Well, True. but why would they have done that to Frost then? Because, like we said, that if blast she would have left have the ring and started attacking gods and shit, yeah. But Frost but if wasn't attacking gods. He just no. Said, I'm saying. I'm saying. Uh huh. If let's say Kale, somebody killed her by mistake, or she just died, like somebody was an asshole you and mean killed Cauliflower. Yes. Oh, okay. If somebody <laughs> killed her, and that person got erased, and even if that person got erased, 
Kale would lose her mind, go berserk like we said, and then start, as long as she stayed within the ring and was only attacking, because at that point she wouldn't care who she was attacking. Mm-hmm. Broly, Broly never does. It's just like who's ever in front of them gets attacked. Right. So as long as she didn't leave the ring and start attacking people in the stands or attacking the gods or try to attack see, the Zinnies, I don't think I they think would get rid of her. I think she was able to just kill people because she reached that level. But until she killed someone. Well, yeah, because they don't... I, st- I think even though they, they allow certain things, like they think the merging is fun and stuff like that, I think they would definitely draw the line at somebody being... Because even through the whole thing... You know, um, the Grand Primister, he's constantly like, okay, well, so-and-so took themselves out. Mm-hmm. You know, this person can't be disqualified. I do think the Zennies would disqualify somebody for killing yeah, someone. Because, well, yeah. Okay, like, so we're just saying, like, if she went berserk and, like, yeah, if she killed someone. I I'm think just they saying, would immediately I'm just saying I don't think the berserk and, like, going fucking crazy on everyone would be the catalyst to destroy. It would be when she killed someone. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Or left the ring and started attacking other people. She wouldn't be able to go too long with that, because I think she would kill somebody. She would kill somebody. The first person she encountered, she would have killed, and they would have wiped her out. Yeah, I think it would be very bad, and I think somebody would have to put a stop to it very quickly. And, yeah, then she'd be erased. Yep. Which, that could have been the case, you know, if Yamcha joined the tournament, they probably would have had him get killed. (laughs) It would have been, yeah, it would have been interesting uh, if they would have met Broly before this. Right. And we're able to bring him. I almost wish they would have shown us in the tournament anybody from a universe like accidentally killing somebody. I wish they would have shown us what would have happened to the contestant that was technically disqualified. Would they have just been benched? They would, would have they been have... erased. I bet. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. I wish we could have seen at least one example of it in the tournament. Just one right. person being killed off, you know? Yeah, we got close to it with Frost. And I be- basically, that's what would have happened. It's like, but also that was because he was out. Yeah, and then he was. It wasn't because he was trying to kill Frieza. It was because he attacked when he was disqualified. Yeah, when he was already done for. So it's a little different. Well, and I love, too, like how they change. Like when the Zennies get mad, they put the shadow over their face, and you're like, oh, no. They have that blank fucking look on their face. Like, don't you fucking dare. They go all robotic, and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of scary. That is like a... Good to do that because if they were innocent the whole time, it'd be hard to understand why people were well. And I like so that, afraid that of them. every like so many episodes we get that reminder of like this is scary, this is a shitty situation. Like, mm-hmm. don't be f- yeah. Here we go. Here's Frost getting destroyed. Oh yeah, and they they got that serious ass look on their face like. Yeah, they're like, anybody else yeah. does this, your whole universe is gone, and then you have Chompa kneel into them. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know? It won't happen again. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he's like, oh, please <laughs> don't fuck us off because of his. <laughs> okay, uh, we got um, probably 15 minutes. Let's get through a couple more. I was going to say, fights. I'd say that we could talk about when um, Rosie and Brianne de Chateau get eliminated, probably. Yeah. Yep. Or Sue uh, Rose, you know, the purple Teletubby looking one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Universe 2 kind of has a vendetta against Android 17 with him knocking out the winged whatever her name the was. Yeah, the chick. first chick. Yeah. And the cat one, and too. And the Kakunza. The butterfly That's girl. Yeah, Kakunza and the other chick. Yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, they cross paths again. I think at this point, uh, Ribrian is fighting Goku. And um, she accidentally does that roll attack and hits uh, Sue Rose with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so funny. it is in 17 takes advantage. And he's like, I'm going to blast this bitch out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but the more interesting fight is Brienne Chateau. I, 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 yeah, I'm just going to call her Ribrian. Um, but I was making a joke to her. It, they almost did like a kaiju fucking thing with her where <laughs> she kaiju she transforms like, into like a godzilla type godzilla, monster. She mothra, is huge. Huge. yeah she's yeah. a huge mothra fucking yeah. because you know she somehow is able to oh yeah i think her angel of her universe or whatever is like broadcasting the whole fight yeah that's when they realize oh, that to their whole universe yeah. yeah and they're all shocked that that universe that they're all watching but because they all love each but other they're sending that's love the only, and power right yep they're exactly like a spirit bomb yes well, they're the only universe they point this out to, that would not erupt into anarchy with watching the fight because they're a universe of oh love and we believe and they're in all you. united they're all united yeah like, exactly yeah i don't remember i think it's one of the angels or gods or something they point that out like yeah you know all the other universes would erupt into anarchy if they saw the fight but yeah and knew what was going on but yeah and she gets them to wave around their little pink dick wands it's like <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm sending my love to you and it floats but also off. is that like a bad thing like maybe they're the best universe because of that because everyone it seems like everyone in that universe has a pretty good quality of life because they all care. So yeah, much. So oh, they all. No. That's what all the hippies in the seventies just wanted Earth to be, man. You know. But it looks like it's working. It there. is. Yeah, I At mean, I'd be there. all for it. Yeah, I'd be all fucking for it. But I mean, the, I don't know. Maybe it I'm is just a little tainted. fucking gay, but it's like yeah. Whatever. I, I have a little bit of Frieza in me where I'm like, oh, that's kind of fucking repulsive. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm like, the same way. I'm like, you guys sicken me. But, you yeah. know. It's like Frieza's worst nightmare is that Oh, universe. yeah. He hates oh, that God, universe. Yeah. And he's like, Ugh. That's why the whole time he just watches. And he's. I love when uh, Ribrian first transforms and she's shooting all the hearts. And there's that pink, you know, mist of love. And he's like, it smells putrid to me. <laughs> well, it even affects Vegeta. Where yeah. he starts like being attracted to them, and he's like, "What the fuck?" I know, yeah. like, no. He's like, "Oh fuck, no." <laughs> he's like, "What's this feeling?" Well, and that's when she gets all big, and she is talking shit to eighteen about 18's relationship with Krillin, because yeah. Krillin's sitting there motivating her. And she's like, "How could you love him? He's ugly. He doesn't even have a nose." And she's being a judgmental bitch, right? When you're a big though- fucking fat cow. I know, talking about yeah. love and loving everybody, and that's when she motivates 18 to blast through her fucking head, and it's great. Nice. Yeah, she fucking, she gets pissed, man. She gets android. She she pushes her uh, I mean, you're going to talk shit on Krillin. That's her well, fucking yeah. boo thing. Well, it's like, even though, like, 18 is kind of a bitch to him sometimes, you know that she loves him in her oh, yeah. way. Like, that's her man. You're not going to talk shit on him. Like, mm-hmm. she's going to protect him. You know, she might get pissed at him, but, you know, why judge their love kind of thing? And Krillin, like, say what you want about him, but he's a fucking great dude. He oh, is. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I'd he, fuck Krillin. Like, he's probably, I'd marry him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lick that fucking spot where his nose should be. <laughs> right in between his yeah. dots. <laughs> All the way up. <laughs> All the his way dots are his, um, what do they call it, the uh, 
androgynous zone is that what they'd call it like since he doesn't have hair just stick a plunger to the back of his head to pull on it during sex Mm -hmm. you know just tap on his dots like we got a one (laughs) a four a two a six a two four six you know just pull a monica with it (laughs) pull it (laughs) twist it you get any uh you know std warts he could just solar flare them off for you <laughs> is that how that works? I I don't know. I don't think so. We should we should talk she to just Team all Four spread Star. Eagle. He's like solar flare. <laughs> sorry, st- sorry, honey. They're still there. Hold on. <laughs> Round two. Let's get TN in here. We're oh gonna get to try beam. <laughs> then <laughs> well, he just uses a destructive. Well, actually, disc. the solar flare is TN's technique. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Shit. Along with the multiform technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all things that other people picked up, but they were TN's first. Right. Little That's fucking very true. fun fact. I forgot about that. There's even a lot of instances of Goku using solar flare. Oh, in, yeah. In, um, and Destructo discs. Yeah. yeah, he uses and Like, I don't know why they keep using those. They never work. Yeah. Nostalgia. I mean, he- yeah, I think it's more <laughs> of a callback to like, hey, remember this move? This was good 20 years ago. Well, yeah, because even Krillin, like when he uses that move in the fight, Krillin, you can tell he has a sense of like, I, I think it means a lot to him that Goku would use his move, like with how powerful Goku is anyway. Like, Yeah, because he flashbacks to that little training session they had before the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I... I, I see it as more of like a callback and also like a sign of respect to their other fighters, you know, when they use their moves and stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, well, it, it is good <clears throat> to see the like Goku has used destructo discs or something similar. They're like, a, they're not quite as dramatic no. when he's doing it. I mean, Frieza's used something similar. Right. We see that move replicated a few times throughout the yeah, series. Yeah, most definitely. And it never fucking works. No. The only time it worked was against Vegito when they cut us... F- or no. Yeah. Well, Wh- whose fucking tail got cut off with the... Maybe that was in a movie. With the scissors? No. Is that what you're thinking of? The no. Scissors? No. Oh, okay. No. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Uh, so, Ann's giant form. She's transforming actually in the show right now as we speak. Yeah, they're waving their oh, little. They're waving their yeah, little. They're dick waving wands. the dick wands. Yeah. The dildos. They're, she's like, oh they're my pink God. dicks. I like how she's wearing like rubber gloves. Yeah, I, I do know. too. And like, like you would wash dishes with. And like rain boots, you know, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's like, oh my God, I and feel then your the big, love. The big old heart. I know, and then she's me. got like butterfly wings and shit. And you're like, it's Mothra. <laughs> But it is goofy as fuck, but also Goku's taking it seriously. Like, it's it's crazy. He loves watching people transform. He's like, let me see what you got, you know? Well, and she well, is putting out a lot of fucking power at that yeah, point. She's she really is. She that. is powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a crazy, goofy-ass form of power. But like but we it's, said, it's like the spirit bomb. You know, people give up their energy. People are giving up their love and support of their universe, and that's what's... You know, because, I mean, that's how, you know, after this fight, the other three guys that are left in 
in Universe Two, that's when they transform. Oh, with God. oh yeah, yeah. And they have when the they're dresses. Wearing the, they're wearing their, and we'll probably get into that next episode. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, that'll probably be like starting of the next episode, and then we might even be able to finish it by then. Yeah, yeah possibly. Um, so maybe next step, maybe one or two more episodes of the Tournament of Power, and then we're done with the Dragon Ball, dude. Dude, I know Dragon Ball Super. It's crazy. So th- then what do we do? GT. Uh, hey, no? you already talked about wanting to do it. No, I, I said we can. I said we can. It's going to be a hard watch. Though. Or we could do a couple movies in between. Give ourselves a break before GT. What if we do? Like um. That's the uh, problem. What movie do we cover now? What if we took a break from Dragon Ball and covered a different show? Well, actually, her brother was talking to me about a few pretty good ones. There's well, one called Steins Gate. I've, you guys have brought up Steins Gate. <gasps> Steins Gate would be fucking and phenomenal. And we could literally probably do an episode on every fucking episode. Like, there's so much to the fucking story and of that. It's what, 20 episodes? It's 12. There's okay. there's two. Yeah, so we could cover that. It's easy. So there's Steins Gate, which is the normal kind of timeline, mm-hmm. which is like 12 episodes. And then you get Steins Gate Zero, which is the alternate timeline where everything got fucked up. Yeah. Oh, wow. With the time travel. So. Well, and Scott brought that up um, during. I think during our AI episode. He'd be a great one to bring on for no, that, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, we'd definitely God, do that. Oh, God, yeah. You'd yeah. have to be on for that show. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do him dirty like that. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would very much... That'd be much like doing a Blade Runner episode without him. Exactly, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. I, I would very much highly recommend. I think Steins Gate would be an interesting one, too, because I think that's one of those animes that's not necessarily super well known like most of the time when i mention it to people they have no idea what i'm talking about and it's i mean it's very short um you know you're not investing you know it's one season of each show but honestly that's all you need in it i think that was the first anime that ever made me sob like a little bitch truthfully like like cowboy bebop yeah yeah you know it's like a lot of those older series they weren't like long running but or you look at uh, something like even Death Note. I mean, that's a longer one. Or Elfin Lead or yeah, Death I was Parade. Say Elfin Lead. Elfin Death Parade Lead. is so fucking good. Death Parade is phenomenal. Yeah. I wish we, we had more do, of that. We should do. Uh, we got to decide them. Yeah. Okay. We have plenty of animes we can cover on this podcast. Dude, Death shit. Parade is so amazing. Death Parade's is phenomenal. Like I, I try to get a lot of people and to we watch can really that one. Get into like nuance in that show because. Yeah, it's like they don't give you a, all the information you need to like really understand what's going on. Like you're, kind they give of, you kind of just enough of like yeah. a surface level. Here's your basic bullet points, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go from there. Yeah, and you work it out on your own. You have morality in that. And yeah, there's like so much shit that goes on That'd in be that a show. Fucking great show to do too. Either yeah, way, would. we'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. we should wrap this up though. Yeah, we're at an uh, hour and thirty. Even if it's a quickie, wrap that sticky. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thank you guys for listening to another episode of Dragon D's Balls. We are signing out here. Make sure you check out our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And make sure to check out thecomiczone.com for previous episodes of the main show, Comic Zone. And 
Dragon D's Balls. Yep. And go to YouTube. Follow us there. We're getting not on Dragon D's Balls yet. We don't have video for these, but on the main show, we're doing video for every single episode. Right. So go check that out. Exactly. You could catch my uh, Wednesday Adams inspired makeup for our Tim Burton episode. That was a great one, too. <laughs> that was a great one. Even though you got mad at me. Shouldn't be a little bitch. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anytime so. I challenge her on, like, knowledge, she knows. Uh, I'm like, don't she's fuck like, with me. Here. <laughs> Does it <But>, head bob? <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Well, check us out next week when we wrap up the Tournament of Power. Hopefully, if not, uh, we'll have another episode of Tournament of Power and then something new. Yep. Absolutely. Stay black, homies. Stay yep. saying, monkeys. Keep it black. <laughs>